this week's episode, we're going to talk about Star Wars, Friday the 13th, and whatever Patrick wants to, because Kevin's not here. This week in our collective heads, wanna put an old rumor to bed, stereotype that you've all heard, how we're all just angry video game nerds, most of us have actual jobs, kids and families and cats and dogs, yeah, this week in our collective heads, this week in our collective heads. Welcome to this week in our collective heads. I'm Patrick, and uh, we're here talking gaming news, like like we do, uh, giving you gaming news every single week. I'm solo this week, so apologize. You'll have to deal with me being stupid and rambling on to myself and you uh, on the internet. So feel free to comment if you're watching live. If not, uh, tweet at me uh, at Twiatch and also at, uh, at Mean Mr. Mustard, which is probably going to change. So uh, I'll let you guys know if my uh, Twitter handle changes because it's changing for an important reason that will be announced on the following show because I like suspense. Uh, and speaking of suspense, uh, this week, we well, we usually get backwards compatible games for Xbox uh, and we didn't uh, get any tweets that I see uh, for that. Uh, took a look at Major Nelson. He didn't tweet anything. Uh, if he did, let me know because uh, I completely missed it. Maybe gotten buried. Um, but uh, speaking of completely uneventful things like that, which is an event that no one cares about because nothing actually happened, uh, Call of Duty is going back to World War II. And we talked about this uh, a while back, uh, and that Call of Duty, um, it's going to be called Call of Duty World War II. And you're seeing footage from the past because what you're seeing is Call of Duty 3, which was in World War II. So... I'm completely uh, unimpressed by every announcement that comes out about this. Uh, the recent, uh, there were some recent pictures uh, that came out about this, and uh, personally, I do not care. I don't know if anybody else is caring, because I'm not. Uh, there are pictures of guys and helmets and guns, and I do not care at all. Um, I mean, I, I hope that they have a really good story, because... Uh, I'm getting nothing out of this. Uh, in fact, uh, here's the picture uh, that we got for this, as uh, my computer takes a minute to load. Uh, I'm showing you this footage because all that we actually got when it came to the actual news was one single picture uh, here. So there you go. There's your wonderful... Uh, I don't know. I am so... Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm just completely, um, I don't know, not enthused whatsoever about this. We did World War II. We've done World War II over and over and over. And I have, I mean, it's, it's yes, it's interesting, but we've done it so many times that I've become completely jaded to it. I don't see a reason to do another Call of Duty World War II. Um, I mean, they've yet to show me why we should go back to it, so... Uh, maybe they've got some really cool hook. Maybe they've got something interesting other than zombies um, that will actually make me interested in it. Because right now, I'm not interested in it at all. Um, and I realized that uh, I had that up the whole time. I'm not interested in that edit at all, even if uh, I put that thing up uh, the whole time. Another thing I'm not interested in is uh, in++, which... Um, 
Nintendo apparently doesn't isn't interested in. Uh, Nintendo's not going to have N++ uh, on the Switch, or at least they seem disinterested in it. Um, which which is interesting because Nintendo's talking about their their uh, their indie games, but it seems like uh, it seems like they're they're allegedly trying to um, cultivate this. Except there's so many indie games that are being developed for it, it kind of surprises me uh, that that this wouldn't be on there because this is you know um, a an indie game that a lot of people apparently like. Ah. I don't understand really why uh, why Nintendo didn't uh, uh, say it, um, but uh, I didn't want it. But uh, so, where's his name? Mayor Shepard, uh, who's part of uh, MetaNet Software, said Nintendo has to give the go ahead before we can start developing or porting. Although we've been talking to them for a couple months, they said they're focusing on games that will sell systems right now. So, good news is that doesn't mean it's forever, but. It's interesting that Nintendo's focus, Nintendo's trying to focus on system sellers uh, when they could just be flooding uh, their console with with indie games right now, which is one thing that I think they should be doing because of their first party games not because their first party games are being kind of staggered uh, as the months go by. I feel like the it's in their best interest to actually. Um, to actually push out as much content as possible, um, as quick as possible, and just flood that console with with games, indie games, and good indie games. And N plus plus is one that a lot of people do enjoy. So why not do it? It has a track record. It's not like an indie game that someone's trying to get on there like Steam Shovel Crap. Yeah, Murdman's uh, in in the comments said that uh, he wants to see uh, Call of Duty uh, with knights, like medieval Call of Duty, which which would be interesting because that's you know the chivalry. Call of Duty aspect to it. Um, I would play that game if it was an interesting Call of Duty game, except as uh, as knights. I'd play it. Yeah, and I know everyone in the comments is about to say we have that. It's called For Honor. For Honor isn't that great. You heard it here first, folks. For Honor isn't that great. So eat it. <laughs> uh, so we got we got other um, not news, but. Um, we had uh, a tweet from Ed McMillan, uh, Edmund, sorry, Ed McMillan, uh, on about uh, Binding of Isaac, and he basically was tweeting about different merchandise that people might want to to get their hands on, and he uh, tweeted out saying that uh, what you know basically uh, he said so what would you guys like to see on an Isaac shirt? Uh, other tweets <laughs> came out afterwards uh, showing possible shirts. Um, I would buy it. I would buy that shirt. Uh, another uh, interesting tweet that came out, though, was shortly after that, was an Isaac Amiibo. Uh, it looks like they are working on this. This is kind of a mock-up. Um, but I would buy that Amiibo. I'd also buy... There was someone else who did some, like, like clay sculptures, and they did one that was, that was Isaac laying down and crying in the fetal position and that's the one i would buy um but i'm because i'm sick um but i'm i think that's really cool that they're 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 doing this i'm surprised they haven't already um i know other people you know t fury and those kind of people they could license just to, to something uh like that uh 
because my first thought is why aren't these already a thing because I see all of these other nerdy things but you can't produce it without having the legal rights to do so so um, for for them to be able to, to for them to want to produce this kind of shirt is really cool I would hope that they would license this out to someone who can kind of work on that and I know that sounds kind of crazy to say but with a small team like Nicholas has uh, I think that it would make more sense to license it out um, to a, a company that will just make you know a couple runs of shirts uh, in different you know different ones and if ones are popular make another run of it I think that'd be the easiest way to do it either way I think it's cool we're getting this type of, uh, of merchandise uh, especially for indie games um, and we already got a shovel knight amiibo so why not an Isaac amiibo I mean the kids don't have to know why he's crying <laughs> the kids don't need to know that it's because of mom uh, we also got um, I'm going to edit that one thing I've been waiting for for quite a while uh, has been the Friday the 13th video game and the game is coming out May 25th which is just about a month away uh, depending on when you're listening to this and I'm really excited about this game I'm a huge fan of Friday the 13th series and uh, I really am loving that this getting an actual viable video game platform uh, as opposed to the horrible uh, NES game. Um, can't wait to play this. I'm hoping to have some people over to play this like couch co-op style or uh, possibly uh, via LAN connection. We could play it online but I'd like to stream this. I'd like to put a video together of us playing this because uh, it just seems like a really fun thing to do with the whole asymmetric gameplay uh, aspect of it with Jason chasing camp counselors and stuff. I think it's going to be pretty cool. For those of you who don't know the story behind this game is the they were making a uh, an asymmetrical um, uh, game in in the um, uh, kind of in the style of a Friday the Thirteenth movie, and they were going to give it the kind of this generic you know camp. I can't remember what it was called, uh, but it was just kind of a generic camp slasher flick uh, thing, similar to Friday the Thirteenth or um, uh, Sleepaway Camp, and they decided well, let's see if we can option this. And the person who owns the rights to Friday the 13th uh, basically liked it enough to give them the rights for free. And that's great because it's a great, good enough product that it's going to get the name out there Friday the 13th, which um, I'd, I like more Friday the 13th stuff. I'd like to see, uh, I'd like to see a sequel to the to the um, reboot that they did recently. I'd like to see a sequel to that because that line for Friday the 13th would be really cool. That direction would be really cool. Um, and no one's talking about it. Another thing that would be really cool is uh, is Battlefront 2, which I, I'm excited about. I think a lot of other people are excited because Battlefront was, uh, was good um, for what it was, but it lacked a single-player campaign. It lacked a story. It lacked uh, heart. Uh, it lacked a, a lot of things that um, that make a good game, um, and uh, my uh, I'm really I'm excited about uh, about this game because of the the single player uh, campaign on this, and the writer for uh, sorry uh, the writer for uh, Spec Ops The Line actually is writing the campaign for this, which is really cool uh, uh, to me because um, uh, Walt Williams and, and Mitch, um, Mitch Dyer are, are working on um, the story for this, which I think is great because Spec Ops has probably one of the best stories uh, for a game. The twists and the, 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 
uh, within that uh, game are really great and we need to pull something like this into Star Wars. We need to make it real. We need to make it gritty. We need to show these hard choices um, that the that these stormtroopers are making that, you know, oh, I'm, I'm fighting for this cause and I'm fighting for the Empire. That doesn't necessarily mean the person is, is evil. And I think that that you need a really you need an interesting you need a good writer to write something something that interesting and that's an interesting story the, the story for star wars is uh that interesting because uh we fleshed out with the new um with episode seven and with the books and and a lot of uh the new uh extended universe as it were um we've we've created a world where you have two sides of a coin and you do have good and evil, but you also have people who are following those sides based on their, uh, based on specific beliefs or based on um, certain principles. Some people are brainwashed in episode seven, sure, but um, in in this case, you have people who are fighting for what they believe is right. Now, how do you write that when what they believe is right is actually an evil? I mean, inexcusably. And demonstrably um, what the Empire is doing is evil right so how do you justify what all the stormtroopers are doing all the people who are putting in uh, in toilets in the Death Star I mean how how do they justify their jobs other than uh, other than that so in in other news um, Sony's shutting down a handful of servers um, a handful of servers that people are using for multiplayer which is annoying, but unfortunately, that's kind of how things are nowadays. And I hate saying that, but that's status quo. Uh, I hate being the old man saying, if this is all this is all physical media, it wouldn't be a problem. But when you have online um, games and you have online ecosystems, this can happen at any point, and it happens constantly. Uh, some of the uh, servers that are being shut down are for uh, kill strain high velocity bowling I don't know if anyone's playing that but sorry if you are uh, medieval moves uh, deadman's quest that's one game by the way it's a colon medieval moves colon deadman's quest uh, sports champions sports champions 2 mod nation racers uh, and yeah that's that's unfortunate uh, mostly because of mod nation racers I don't really see I don't think a lot of other people are playing these games, but it's it's unfortunate that Sony is doing this. Um, with you know, if if people are playing these, it's always unfortunate. But the same thing happened with um, Halo Halo servers, Halo Two. Um, the online functionality only exists as long as the as the uh, um, as the publishers decide that it's that it's viable and decide that they want to keep uh, keep doing it. It's not something that it takes a certain amount of maintenance for each game, um, for balancing, or you know, overall for every game for specific servers, uh, as well as uh, if you have a specific process running on a server. Let's say you got, you know, multiple games running on a the same server. If one of them is is a has memory leak or anything like that, it's going to affect everything else. So, this is something you have to take into account when it comes to all these games running. Uh, online and and being accessed. So if for if Sony owns the servers, they can dictate what's on there. And unfortunately, that's kind of how how uh, how life is. Unless you're a PC gamer and you create your own server. Uh, some 
uh, games that haven't been played uh, on official servers in a long time uh, are, are thriving now. We're not thriving. <laughs> not really thriving, but there are all kind of rejuvenated um, Star Wars galaxies. You can go uh, onto a player server of that. Um, but again, now you're now you're not worrying about a specific company. You're worrying about the power at some dude's house because that's how this this guy's running his server. So it's it's unfortunate, but uh, it's it's an unfortunate uh, world that we live in in this type of ecosystem when it comes to online play. When it comes to digital, uh, if you just because you purchased a game does not mean you own the rights to the game. The same thing with uh, with Apple Music, uh, with uh, a lot of other products. Um, what is it? Sony's um, Violet, whatever, and then um, the Disney version as well. You are purchasing the right to download the product, but at any point they can delete the product. They can delete it from their server, and you can keep it for yourself, but you can't re-download. That is, um, that's an unfortunate thing that we're that we're living in right now. Um, I kind of view everything like I view Netflix. If if I don't have it physically, if I don't have it on a hard drive, if I don't have it in in my uh, with my physical games and my uh, and my Blu-rays and everything, uh, I could lose it at any point, and that's unfortunate. Uh, and that's why you, we kind of have to keep up to date with these things. And I hate hate saying that, but uh, we have to keep up to these things to know that. Um, to know that certain things are being taken off so if you don't have it on your hard drive you can download it real quick um certain games that i have on my hard drive are games that i specifically want to play at some point but i haven't i haven't played in a while and you know if i decided to delete them who's to say that they don't delete them from the back end of their server and say we don't support this anymore uh when we moved to um uh, what was it? We moved to uh, PS3. There were a lot of PS2. Uh, anytime you move uh, platforms like that, you have uh, digital content that will no longer be available if they ch choose not to support it anymore. Now, Xbox is saying that they're going to keep supporting this no matter what. We'll see if that happens, but uh, you're always at the whim of these companies. So keep that in mind when you're buying per digital purchases. Yeah, I, I miss City of Heroes as well. Um, City of Heroes was was great, and I think that the uh, the DC uh, DC Universe game uh, isn't near as good. So I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. So this is kind of going to the rumor mill a little bit, and then we'll come out of that. But there are a couple things I wanted to talk about that were that were rumors. Um, we had the mini. Uh, NES that came out recently and there's a mini Super Nintendo allegedly being worked on this is not an official word but it's we're getting pretty good rumors on this now and I think that I think it's a great idea except that Nintendo will probably do exactly what they did with the last one which is uh, don't make enough and then and then stop making them and not tell anybody that's a limited edition if the NES was called a limited edition whatever that'd be great but it wasn't so I'm hoping uh, that they learned their lesson on this. I hope they bring back the NES as well. But the, the SNES is really great. Um, is a really great console that I think that uh, there are a lot of games that could be on there. But in in my opinion, I think more people would buy the um, more people bought the NES and will buy an NES if they can then we'll buy a Super Nintendo. And the reason that I say that is the nostalgia factor. There are more non, more people who no longer play video games that played the NES 
then play the Super Nintendo. The generational gap there. Uh, there are people who who fell off when it came to the Super Nintendo because Nintendo had to. <laughs> quick quick history lesson. Nintendo had to convince people that you should buy another a better version of their uh, Nintendo, and that it was wasn't just a, a, a easy transition like Atari. And there's a reason to do that because Atari tried to do that from one version to another, and. Um, uh, and there wasn't that big of a difference, and that was before the crash. Nintendo had to convince people to buy the Super Nintendo. So anybody who's over, um, say, 45 or so, um, knows, you know, kind of has that feel. Maybe even 40, where they're like, okay, well, I played the NES. Well, I don't see a reason to to get the Super Nintendo back in the day. That's what they said. So they may, they don't have the nostalgia factor in this. You have enough people who, uh, but you do have a lot of people who, who like the Super Nintendo, but my personal opinion is that the NES would grab as the more nostalgia, uh, grabs more nostalgia than the Super Nintendo, but Super Nintendo has some better games on it. I mean, it has amazing uh, platformers, has amazing RPGs, the graphics are, are a great upgrade, um, and uh, I can't wait to see um, to see if this thing is the thing. I can't wait to see the, the games that are on it, which I'm assuming will be 30 games as Nintendo likes to be doing. So uh, let me know uh, what games you'd like to uh, to see on that list. Uh, tweet them at us or let them let us know in the comments. Uh, so because we will do, we already did a Super Nintendo um, uh, video, but uh, I'd like to do one that's fan based. Get all all of our all of our fans to tell us what games they want on the Super Nintendo. And, uh, and list those out, because I think they'd be really cool. Uh, more rumor uh, territory. Uh, Bloodborne 2 has been heavily rumored for quite a while, and I know Kevin um, said he was gonna, I believe Kevin said he was gonna predict this for E3. Um, the rumors are that it is going to be at E3. Uh, not only is it going to be at, uh, at E3, but there's a trailer, it's sort of like over a three minute long trailer. And I was looking at, um, uh, not only uh, not only that, but uh, a couple of Italian websites uh, were talking about Destiny 2 as well as this, uh, mentioning the three-minute trailer, uh, and there was an interview um, with the um, with Misaki and uh, hold on, I, excuse my pronunciation here, Toriyama and uh, Yama, uh, Yamagawa, and the two of them were talking about the Bloodborne franchise. And uh, the the phrasing it's, this is translated translated from Japanese, but they basically said we're working on other things. Uh, we're working on a new IP. Uh, we are we are not working on Bloodborne Two. And the the phrasing and the translation was very careful to say we personally aren't doing that, but they didn't discredit that being a thing. So what I think is happening with with uh, Bloodborne Two, uh, this is my theory in, involved. Is that Bloodborne 2 is being worked on by a by another company, similar to how they did Dark Souls 2? They outsource it to another company to do, um, which I don't know. We'll we'll see how that is. Either way, if they're freeing themselves up to be able to work on something new, that's that's great. Um, but it could, it could be unfortunate because Dark Souls 2 I don't think was quite as good as uh, as Dark Souls or Dark Souls 3. Uh, it didn't have in regards to level design. It, I don't think it had the the same depth. So we'll see how it goes with Bloodborne 2, uh, if that's a thing, because this is a rumor. Um, out of the rumor territory, uh, Code Vein um, we talked about uh, last week, and there was a really cool trailer, really stylistic, um, that, that had 
a lot of us salivating, if you will, not to uh, put a too punny sanguine point on it, but um, the we we saw this trailer and a lot of people were speculating, oh, is this possibly some spinoff of, of Bloodborne? And like, no, it's actually not. It's its own thing. Um, but unfortunately, uh, after looking at this this trailer, uh, they did put out screenshots of what this game is going to look like. There's one for you right there. And if that doesn't, um, yeah, if, if this doesn't do it for you, then yeah, you're, you're with me on this because to me, this here is not the style of that trailer. And I think that's really unfortunate because I, I don't feel like I've been like, it's like a straight up bait and switch, but I kind of don't like that. Uh, they had this really cool stylistic trailer. It reminded me of Mad World on the Wii, this ultra stylistic, ultra violent trailer where you can show gore without showing gore. <laughs> you can show, okay, there's blood, okay, but it's just red, there's no textures involved, there's no, like, you don't see, um, like, intestines or anything like that, so you can, you can have these, um, PG, uh, blood spray, kind of like, um, how I, how I feel like, uh, uh, what is it, Vampire Hunter D, a lot of that, that movie was like that too, where you, you have vampires, but you don't necessarily go too deep into the gore involved, and into the end of the sex, you could go into that, but, uh, personally, I think they could have gone with a, a stylistic version of this, like Mad World, or like that trailer, and done a game like that. Because I feel that what we got out of the screenshots um, was not like the trailer. We'll see in hindsight how how I feel about this, how everyone feels about it when we see more of the actual game. Because we haven't seen any of the game, we've just seen screenshots. But um, I, I feel. I feel like I like like someone else made the trailer, which I'm sure they did, and it's just it's such a different style. It reminds me of the the Matrix animated um, animated pieces of the Animatrix and all of that. Where, yeah, I get it that it's it's also um, it's also Matrix. It's also in the same universe, but it's so different that it's kind of hard. Um, I don't know. It's hard to hard to get into. Um, and I kind of feel bad about that because I, I want to to be in on Code Vein, but I feel like I've been bait and switched, and I really don't like that. So we'll see how that is. Another thing in the news though was uh, is Street Fighter Two. So Street Fighter Two uh, Ultimate Street Fighter Ultra Street Fighter Two whatever uh, coming out to Nintendo Switch, which I'm excited about. Um, has a lot of really cool uh, new modes, and uh, I'm. I'm excited about uh, a handful of these. Uh, this is the trailer that's going to show some of those. The classic graphics and, and HD graphics are cool. Also, we'll play a different soundtrack if you are in uh, HD versus uh, uh, versus um, retro, the retro uh, graphics. It'll play a different um, uh, soundtrack, the different quality, different soundtrack. Uh, I like that you get ranking, so you can see how your different area in the world is doing. That's really cool. Um, color editor. So you can change your your characters, uh, colors, and uh, which I, I think is really cool uh, to be able to change up 
to your unique color scheme that you want. Um, you've got the buddy battle, uh, so you can team up with a friend, which is kind of cool. Uh, and then now you have the uh, Hadou, the way of the Hadou, um, where you can Hadouken people. Um, okay, as, as dumb as that sounds, I will try it because I'm gonna get this anyways, but I think it's I think it's an interesting bit to it. I'm glad that they're not trying to have like a full-on game with that. Uh, it's its own, it's part of the, the regular game. And since they're kind of throwing it in there, I think it's cool. I can I can excuse it in that fashion because you have uh, you have the regular Street Fighter game and this is just a fun thing to throw in there. I'm okay with that. If they charged extra money for that, I would not be okay with that. Welcome to the topic of the episode show, as we call it totes. Uh, this episode, uh, as every episode is, is kind of um, fueled by you. We give you a topic every week uh, to talk about. You tweet to us about the topic, and then we read your tweets, and we also talk about our, our feelings about the, about the tweets and about the subject at hand. Uh, this week's episode is about um, character creators in video games and in MMOs. And how do you feel about them? What, what do you usually... What usually what do you usually go to when it comes to those? What kind of characters do you create uh, when you're given the choice to create your own character? Um, what what do you do? What's your what you know? Do you are there certain physical aspects that you try to go for? A certain how do you, how do you do it? Right. So um, I'll start off kind of with with what I do. Depending on the game and depending on what kind of character I'm I'm trying to create, what kind of world this is, I try to come up with something that I feel. Um, is a good balance of, of, of me or the character uh, that I'm going to play in role-playing uh, and the world that I'm living in. Uh, I like to have that balance where if it cuts to my character, it looks like a real, um, like like a fleshed-out character that the devs would have would have thrown in the game. A good example of that like, is Mass Effect. You can, um, I don't know, make your character, or Mass Effect in Skyrim, you can make your character look good or you can make your character not quite look right and i like to make the character look um more like uh they fit into the world really well skyrim is a really good example of that skyrim you can make uh really really um uh weird um looking characters that don't quite fit the archetype that you're going for um so Lord Scalawag said in the uh, in the comments uh, that uh, he likes uh, costumes. Uh, he said maybe I'm just a dude playing Barbie, but I want to have unique and stylish character. I, I agree. Uh, when it comes to um, when it comes to being able to get uh, different items in in MMOs and in, in games, I think style is really important in the day and age that we're in. Um, again, I, I, I agree with that, but I, I'll still feel like I think it should fit the, the world. Um, like Zelda has a, uh, um, a t-shirt in Breath of the Wild that's a Nintendo Switch t-shirt. I think that breaks immersion. But uh, I like being able to grab different costumes. I like being able to, to, to play dress up, as it were, in the game. Um, when I played um, uh, Star Wars Galaxies, I would specifically buy because you could buy regular you could buy regular clothes you could buy armor you could buy whatever 
I had specific outfits that I would wear for specific occasions. It had nothing to do with the min-maxing of my character and and what I was going to be doing or my play style or anything like that. It was, oh, I'm going to go into town and I'm going to go into the cantina. It's a nicer cantina. Um, and knew I was going there. Maybe chat up some people. I don't know, pick up some girls. And I'd wear my nice clothes. So... Uh, same thing if uh, I would have my have my ship in, in Star Wars Galaxies. I would I had specific like party clothes that I would wear. You know, if we're all hanging out on the ship and and stuff. I think that I, I like when a game gives me that type of uh, gives me that kind of option. It gives me multiple options on that. Uh, I think Warcraft does it just a tiny bit, but I wish that they would do it more because. Uh, it can be a social, uh, it can be very social, the MMOs are very social games, but you can have social events where you're not really playing the game, but you're in the game hanging out. It's one thing that I miss about Star Wars Galaxies, was being able to do that. Um, the game had enough space and enough, um, enough areas where you could congregate, and uh, it was space that wasn't overdeveloped where you could hang out and it didn't look like a hot mess you could have a big um uh, bar or, or a city and you could all hang out uh and and talk to people and it didn't look like you were crowding up everything and i don't know it was kind of cool to me to be able to see that because it looked like a real city um anyways i'm, I'm getting uh, off uh subject here uh chris white said in the in the comments uh he said he usually take the the default fade uh fade build uh just the hair so the character is either bald or super short hair uh give him a small uh a small facial scar do the hair because uh hair animation is usually lacking in most games and do the scar because it's easier to tell the character apart so it is, it is a subtle way to do that because um a lot of games if I have seen people run into characters uh, in the game that look like your in-game, your character that you made. And it can be really frustrating because you spend all this time working on a character and you find your doppelganger. Uh, Skyrim has enough characters that I've seen I've seen uh, myself in other people uh, when playing Skyrim. And it's kind of unfortunate uh, if you have a game where your, your clothing's not unique like we were just talking about. Um, it's unfortunate when you spend all that time and then you run into someone else who's wearing similar clothing and you can see the same face. That is unfortunate. And I, I do agree about the, the hair. All, most games, especially the character creator, most games the hair is really lacking. Um, it really irritates me that um, in the uh, WWE 20, 2K17 that I've been playing um, as a guilty pleasure, don't judge, uh, the hair animation sucks. Uh, my hair for my character, because my hair has my, my character has like really really long hair. Um, he kind of has like the uh, the old school like Kevin Nash like diesel hair, and uh, not quite a um, a mullet, but the hair will like clip through his uh, his shoulder all the time, and it, it's not only does it not look natural, but the fact that it's going through um, instead of around is in, is irritating. I think that some hair can be good if it's kind of static but getting hair to flow the right way for long-haired characters female characters whatever uh is, is really hard um i am i'm happy that they're adding more uh more styles uh in in games other than just having long hair or having long hair and a ponytail i'm glad they're adding more styles than that uh another thing that uh if if you have if you're playing skyrim on on pc and you don't have these mods then then shame on you there's their style mods uh for uh skyrim that 
um, that add to to the uh, to your character really well. It's one thing that I like about the mods in Skyrim. I choose ones that I feel uh, flesh out and enhance the game, and they don't make it, you know, like I don't want to drive a car in Skyrim, but. Can you make the, you know, if the lighting's a little more dynamic? If uh, if I can add pouches to my uh, to my belt in one of the um, uh, in one of the mods, you can add pouches to your belt so you have a little bit more inventory. You have to make it, but it's like it's like making pouches. That makes sense. Making a backpack, whatever. Um, so there's a there's a style one for uh, for Skyrim. You can have different hairstyles, and it really fleshes that out. Um, they also have um, ones that add different, uh, better makeup choices and uh, and a better uh, flesh tone and everything. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, I think that a lot of developers want to give us the option to make these characters, and I think that's important. I think that some games spend less time on it than others. Uh, I think that some of them don't. They don't quite need. Uh, needed as much as, as others like uh, World of Warcraft, for, for example. Um, they didn't spend a lot of time at first because they thought, well, it's a relatively generic um, thing. You're going to have all these this uh, armor on anyways uh, that's going to cover up most of you. So, you know, let's just give you a handful of options. Some games I agree with that, and some games I, I really don't. I think that being able to have the options, I think, is very important. Um... Owen said here that uh, I think it's Owen. I got a note here. I don't. I can't find the uh, the um, the tweet. But Owen said that he always makes a female character whenever he uh, uh, whenever he can. I think that um, and a lot of people that do that. Kevin always makes the same uh, female character when he's given the choice. Uh, at least with the the Souls games and and a lot of others. Uh, I think that. I think that uh, the male to female, I think that I, I like having that option. I like being able to, to get that option. Whether you choose it or not is not as important as having that option there. Some people want to play a female, want to play a male. It doesn't matter what their, what their preference is or anything. It's specifically about how they want to play the story. And it can be really interesting um, to tell a story with a, with a slightly different perspective or even the same story and just, just you can tell the same story. Mass Effect is a great example of that. Uh, Mass Effect, you can tell the exact same story with male or female. It doesn't matter. Proving that what really matters is the quality of the story and not the character. So let me know in the comments. <coughs> excuse me. Let me know in the comments um, what some of your favorite characters that like you that you made or some of the things that you like to do when you make uh, characters in MMOs and, and uh, in games that let you get a character selector and, and the sliders. Do you like the sliders? Do you like inputting things? What do you, what do you prefer when it comes to uh, character creation? And we'll see you guys next time. Take care.